אתם עם SBS בעברית. שלום אוסטרליה. Israel's 37th government was sworn in on Thursday, led by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. The Likud party leader returns for a third time as Prime Minister after a year and a half in opposition. Before that, he was Prime Minister for 12 years in succession and in 1996 to 1999. The new Defence Minister is Yoav Gallant from Likud, a former general. Foreign Minister is Eli Cohen, who was a surprise pick for the post. He will serve in rotation with Yisrael Katz, who was expected to get the appointment, but will now be second in rotation. Justice Minister is Yariv Levin, who will oversee some of the new government's most controversial policies, with judicial reforms that will see the Knesset reduce the oversight power of the courts and expand its control over judicial appointments. Education Minister is Yoav Kish, He will control a smaller ministry, as several key departments of the Education Ministry have been transferred out of its control to other ministries. Communications Minister is Shlomo Karhi, who last month voiced support for shutting down the news divisions of the Khan Public Broadcaster and Army Radio. Economy and Industry Minister is former Mayor of Jerusalem, Nia Barkat. Transportation Minister is Miri Regev, the higher-serving woman, returning to the ministry she held in 2020-21. Tourism Minister is Chaim Katz, who was given a six-month suspended sentence earlier this year after being convicted under a plea bargain in a corruption case. Innovation, Science and Technology Minister is Ophir Akunas, who held the same ministry in 2015-2020. Agriculture Minister is Avi Dichta, a former head of the Shin Bet Security Service. Diaspora Affairs and Social Equality Minister is Amichai Shikli. Shikli entered the Knesset in 2021 as a member of the Yamina Party, but immediately voted against establishing a government with the Meretz and Ram parties. He was ousted from Yamina and then prevented from joining Likud due to Knesset regulations. but he successfully appealed against that disqualification and is now a Likud member. Culture and Sports Minister is Miki Zohar, who was Likud faction chair during the party's recent stint in the opposition. Environmental Protection Minister is Idit Silman. Silman entered the previous parliament as a member of the Yamina party and was instrumental in bringing down the Lapid-Bennett government when she quit the coalition in April. a step that deprived the ruling bloc of its majority and led to the government's collapse two months later. Then opposition chairman Netanyahu subsequently gave Silman a reserve spot on his party's slate. Energy Minister Israel Katz, and this is seen as a demotion for the former Foreign and Finance Minister. Intelligence Minister will be Gila Gamliel, who has yet to be sworn in. She was a late last-minute appointment. Galit Distel Atbaryan is minister within the Prime Minister's office, without portfolio. Aryeh Derry has been appointed Interior Minister and Health Minister, and in two years Derry will take over as Finance Minister as part of a rotation deal with religious Zionism leader Bitsalar Smotrich. He will also be a Deputy Prime Minister. Last year, he was given a suspended sentence for tax offences, his second conviction, after having been sent to prison for taking bribes during an earlier term as interior minister. 
his reappointment as minister is facing a court challenge. Religious Affairs Minister is Michael Melchieli, who's also from the Shas party. Welfare Minister is Shas's Yaakov Magi. In two years' time, Magi is to hand over the ministry to fellow Shas MK, Yoav Bensur. Yoav Bensur from Shas will be minister within the Welfare Ministry. Chaim Biton will be minister within the Education Ministry. Party leader of religious Zionism, Batsala Smotrich, is finance minister and minister within the defence ministry. Smotrich's position in the defence ministry will give him authority over civil affairs in the West Bank, including settlement construction. Smotrich has pressed to extend Israeli sovereignty over the West Bank in line with his religious ideology. Arit Strock heads the newly created Ministry of National Missions. She will be responsible for projects connected with Jewish identity and Jewish culture. Strzok caused a scandal earlier in the week when she suggested that she wanted to abolish laws that banned discrimination and said it would be acceptable for doctors to choose not to treat patients if doing so contradicted their religious beliefs. Ophir Sofer is Immigration and Absorption Minister. Itamar Ben-Gvir is National Security Minister, heading an expanded public security ministry. His party's coalition deal with Likud also provides for him to take over direct supervision of the entire border police, including its West Bank units that are currently under the authority of the Defence Ministry. Housing and Construction Minister is United Torah Judaism Yitzhak Goldnoff, who recently said there was no housing crisis in Israel, despite the shortage of housing, and rising prices, putting home ownership out of the reach of most young Israelis. United Torah Judaism's Meir Porash is Deputy Minister for Jerusalem and Traditions. There's no minister above him, but he refuses to take the title Minister. Minister for the Development of the Negev and the Galil is 30-year-old Yitzhak Wasalaf, the Cabinet's youngest minister. Heritage Minister is Amichai Eliyahu from a prominent rabbinic family. Leader of a far-right anti-LGBTQ faction of one, Noam, Avi Maoz, is Deputy Minister within the Prime Minister's office. Netanyahu's latest government then has 30 ministers, of whom five are women. The outgoing government had 27 ministers, nine of them women. The Knesset on Thursday elected Likud MK Amir Ohana as its speaker shortly before the confidence vote to inaugurate Israel's government. A former minister in past governments, Ohana is the Knesset's first openly gay person to hold the role. Thousands of Israelis protested Benjamin Prime, uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's new government, both outside the Knesset, where its members were sworn in, as well as on the streets of Tel Aviv. In Jerusalem, protesters blasted foghorns and shouted through bullhorns condemning Netanyahu over his corruption trial and castigating his government's plans to curtail the authority of the High Court of Justice. There are no judges in Jerusalem. We won't agree to anti-democratic laws. And Bibi, Ben Gvir and Smotrich are destroying the foundations of Israel's democracy with some of the messages on display referring to Netanyahu and the leaders of the fight far-right Otzma Yudit and religious Zionism parties, respectively. Women Wage Peace also had a significant presence at the protest. In Tel Aviv, the protest was about the threat the new government poses to the LGBTQ community. 
Ilape, chair of the Aguda Association for LGBTQ Equality, said at the rally that darkness has descended on the state of Israel. A reserve captain, Lila Rabinovich, aged 28, who attended the rally wearing her army uniform, said we are at war for the homeland. President Yitzhak Herzog said on Friday that Israelis worried by the policies of the new hard-right government, fearful for the country's character, should have more faith on the sturdiness of its democracy. Herzog said no one has the privilege to act or talk as if the country is doomed or to reach out for their passports. Australia was one of just 26 countries that voted against a resolution in the UN General Assembly, which was approved on Friday, requesting that the International Court of Justice weigh in on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, Israeli annexation and the legal status of the occupation. The resolution, entitled Israeli Practices and Settlement Activities Affecting the Rights of Palestinian People and Other Arabs of the Occupied Territories, calls on the Hague-based ICJ to render urgently an advisory opinion on Israel's prolonged occupation, settlement and annexation of Palestinian territory. Israeli ambassador to the UN, Gilad Erdan, denounced the UN for the resolution, calling it a moral stain on the world body. He's argued that the vote delegitimizes and demonizes Israel, including by referring to the Temple Mount only by its Arabic name, Haram al-Sharif. This is Peter Jones-Pelach reporting for SBS Radio from Jerusalem and wishing all of us a happy and healthy 2023. <laughs> 